fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Wow, what a day. What a day. Big news all over the place. Fun news, scary news, ridiculous news, Biden news. I mean, it's just all across the board today. I don't know what to really think about it today. So we're going to break into it because why the heck not? Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live, as always, from the heartland of America right here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening to us. We appreciate you and your Millennial General reporting for duty as we do every single day. The 20-year war officially over. What do you think about it? Are we done, or is it just the beginning of something new because we didn't quite do the things that the way we needed to do them. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Bottom of the hour, super excited Sheriff Richard Mack. He's with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Try and say that five times fast. He'll be joining the program at the bottom of the hour. We're going to be talking about constitutional values, law enforcement, some of the latest current events, and more. So looking forward to chatting with him here in just a little bit. Before I do any of that, though, we do have some interesting news. So let's get into the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? And I'm talking about other than the Biden administration and what they're saying about the Afghanistan war, which I do have some audio clips. He spoke for about 10 minutes ago. Uh, he spoke for about 10 minutes, maybe an hour, hour and a half ago. So we have some of the audio we'll get for uh, that there. I've never seen a president talk about the ending of a 20 year war in such a solemn manner before. Have you? Usually if you end a war, then it's like, hey, we're done. It's good. Like we beat these guys. We beat the bad guys. We pulled out. It's a victorious thing. You know, it's kind of like what we almost wanted to see under George W. Bush with the big ship, the warship with the mission accomplished banner across it. When we said, hey, we did it, baby. We did what we set out to accomplish. It's not really that feeling right now. I don't know about you, but so far, every military personnel that I've talked to, both retired and active, uh, both family and friends and complete strangers that listen to the program that have reached out to me, I'm not getting the sense that we're actually excited about ending this. Not that we don't want it to end, but just how it ended, because it's kind of a disaster. And Joe Biden, I've never heard such a solemn speech about ending a 20-year war and then not even take questions about it not even doing a Q&A he did a speech and then he picked up his stuff the media was yelling at him to try and ask him a question and he picked it up and he walked out of the room walked out of the room you ended a 20-year war this is a momentous occasion and you walked out of the room without even taking any questions because he made the mistake last time of actually calling on the Fox News guy and the Fox News guy asked him a question that just completely shredded him and he got very angry and then he wrapped it up and said, I got to go to a meeting and he walked out. So <laughs> he didn't say anything about a meeting prior to, but then that was the question. He's like, I re- really seriously, like it's real. I got to take a, a, a go to a meeting here. So I'm going to wrap up this one and then boom, he was gone. But before I do any of that, Here's the biggest news of the day I think that you need to know outside of what's going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, ending a 20-year war is kind of a big deal in the country. I get it. Here's the biggest news of the entire day that I think you would enjoy. And I'm a little torn, good and bad. 
Now, as you know, there's a lot of media streaming sites all over the country right now, and you can spend a lot of money just signing up for all these. You got the Hulu, you got the ESPN Plus, you got the Netflix, you got Disney Plus, you got uh, Paramount Pictures is is doing one now. You got Roku TV, you got uh, a Peacock TV, you got uh, what are the other ones? I don't even know. There's so many different sites that you can go to. And honestly, that's where TV is going. Over-the-air cable TV is still good, and it's still there, and I enjoy that. I have not subscribed to any you know, actual cable TV. I do have some of the over-the-air antennas, obviously, to watch stuff. But then every different company is coming out with their own streaming service. And that's cool, and I like it, although it's so diversified that it's so nitpicky to where of what you actually have. HBO, I know, has one as well. AMC. Does AMC have one? I think so, because that's where a lot of people watch The Walking Dead, I think. Which The Walking Dead, I'm very sad, is actually ending next year uh, or the end of this year. They're doing like an extended season 10 or season 11, whatever it is, and then it's over. How do you end a season about zombies? Like either all the zombies are dead and you're rebuilding society or everybody died off and there's nothing else to report. I don't know how you end a series like that, so I'm very intrigued on how this is going to happen. Kind of like 24. Show of hands, anybody watch 24? Uh, people are like, oh, my God, Andy, you've been talking about this for seven years. I know, and I don't care. 24 is still by far the greatest TV show of all time because it wasn't a TV show. It was a documentary on how to survive a terrorist attack in the country. It was a survivalist tactics show. And, and Jack Bauer is still the most patriotic man on the face of the earth. Nonetheless, they ended that horribly. And I'm still livid about how they ended 24 when he went off to a Russian prison. You don't do it that way. Jack Bauer either goes off into the distance with his family and lives happily ever after, or he dies. You do not have those patriotic guy in the world rotting away in a Russian prison. It doesn't work that way. Shame on you writers of 24 for actually ending it that way. Just throwing it out there. Nonetheless, back to my original point. With all these different platforms... I'm starting to get tied down on what I can afford and what I can't afford with all these different services because I do have Netflix, although I don't do a whole lot on Netflix right now. There's a couple shows that I'm really waiting for a new season to come out right now, like uh, Cobra Kai, the spinoff of The Karate Kid. They have, what, three seasons now, and they're supposed to have season four out soon. Waiting on that one. I'm also waiting on The Last Kingdom, a Viking show that I really enjoy, along with a couple other uh, fun things on there and a list of like 150 videos that I haven't watched on there yet. I do have Hulu because you have the package of the Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus. Little Voice of Reason likes Disney Plus. I have ESPN Plus for one sole purpose because I'm not a sports guy, but to be able to watch Conor McGregor fights because the UFC partnered up with them. And then I watch Hulu because they have Vikings and they have uh, America's Got Talent and they've got uh, a few other TV shows that I enjoy, including Cheers and Frasier. You remember those? Yeah. Well, according to Fox News today, there is... A revival happening of Frasier. I know! Which is kind of exciting. According to Fox News, Kelsey Grammer, who's been working on some other TV shows lately, has mentioned that he's working on the revival of Frasier for the Paramount Plus that's kicking off with their streaming service. Now, if anybody has not watched Frasier, I gotta admit, I haven't finished the seasons. I've watched like half of them. I did not realize the show went to 2004. That's crazy to me. From 1993 to 2004 from that show where he was a psychiatrist on the radio. And I've always been intrigued by it because just the environment of the radio industry that he was in and how radio was back then compared to the way it is now, I find it kind of interesting as well. And, of course, being a a conservative guy, Kelsey Grammer, a far conservative individual, so I love supporting him. And it was just a fun show. 
just a fun show. So uh, to me, most important news that you can have the entire day. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. What's trending today? That's what's trending today is that that Frasier may be back on the airwaves through Paramount Plus here relatively soon. And I'm super excited about it because I'm sick and tired of hearing about a guy falling asleep during press conferences, stumbling through his words, and then disregarding the needs and uh, uh, necessities of the American people. Joe Biden earlier today, again, as he tried to do a celebratory yet solemn ending of the 20-year war in Afghanistan, did nothing more than try and pass the blame off to Donald Trump. Previous administration's agreement said that if we stuck to the May 1st deadline that they had signed on to leave by, the Taliban wouldn't attack any American forces. But if we stayed, all bets were off. So we're left with a simple decision. Either follow through on the commitment made by the last administration and leave Afghanistan, or say we weren't leaving and commit another tens of thousands more troops going back to war. That was the choice, the real choice, between leaving or escalating. All right, so... He's dumb, and that's not accurate in any way, shape, or form. But let's break this down, shall we? Because they always love to bring up the prior administration, and he tries to be like uh, Barack Obama. Where Look, look, you know, uh, listen here. This is the way it's going to be. And my friends, let me tell you, uh, listen up here. Um, what happened in Afghanistan is, yes, Donald Trump signed an agreement with the Taliban as a peace agreement. Now, it does not mean that we're allies. It does not mean that we're friends. It does not mean that after 20 years of fighting, we all of a sudden get along and that they love America and that we love the Taliban is, is the way Joe Biden tries to the Taliban is the way he tries to say that one. We're not friends with them or allies in any way, shape or form. We signed a, a, a ceasefire to say we will no longer kill each other as long as we're out by a certain time frame. Now, obviously, that didn't happen because it's not March or May or whenever it was. And it's now the end of August. But yet the new administration came in, probably reset and extended that a little bit and said, hey, all right, this is what we're going to do. What you don't do, Joe Biden, is you don't give the list of all the people who assisted us, all of our translators, all of our supporters, all the locations of all of our spies or all the people that we work with and all the people that helped us. You don't give a list of them to terrorists who are taking over the country and be like, hey, we're going to be out. And here's the list of all the people that are going to be coming to us. You just don't do that. And again, you can try and pass it off the blame to anybody that you want to. The realization is that you botched this entire withdrawal. No one that I'm aware of in any way, shape, or form, no one is advocating that we stay there indefinitely because he tried to make those arguments and say, like, there's options here. We could just pull out the way we did or we could just stay there. And People are trying to say that we want to be there indefinitely, and I'm not going to do that to a new generation. No, he's trying to change the narrative of the conversation. And it seems a little desperate, doesn't it? Because no one that I'm aware of is saying, let's be there forever and let's spend trillions and trillions of dollars on this war in Afghanistan and in Iraq and in Iran and just stay there indefinitely. No one is saying that. And if they are, then they're dumb because we don't need to be there forever and ever and ever. But don't try to change the narrative here. You're trying to change the topic because you don't want to address the fact that you botched the how the operation was actually done. And I've said this before on the air. Look, I am not an expert on foreign affairs. I'm not an expert on what go, goes on in Afghanistan. We're getting some veterans and people that have actually been there to come on the program to talk about the way things actually are and the way things actually work. But this is from me, some podunk that's a college dropout that went to a broadcasting school and that tries to ruffle feathers on the radio through a common sense and reasonable manner. 
<laughs> I know I'm trying to hype myself up here, right? This is the way that I would actually approach this, is that if you're going to start pulling out, then yeah, you start it back months in advance and you beef up the military or at least maintain the military statute that you have there. You have your own defense. You don't rely on the Taliban to try and actually defend the Air Force base that you're actually at in order to get people out. You have your own security. You have your own military. You defend. It's your border security that you use with your own military while you for months start getting people out of the country. Hey, this deadline's coming up. We're trying to get everybody out. This is what's going to happen as soon as we leave. So if you want to get out, now's the time to do so. And you allow them those opportunities for months and months and months. And then once everybody else is out except for the military, that's when you start pulling out, making it public, and actually pull everybody out military-wise to where when they do take over, there's no one left for you to actually attack and behead and actually kill that was an ally that actually assisted us. I mean, I know that's more difficult than what it seems, but come on, man. That is the common sense, reasonable, rational way to actually exit a country if you're going with your tail between your legs. And while we're doing that, by the way, since we've already breached that contract that they say that Donald Trump signed, so that way it's all his fault and his plan, then you bomb the hell out of them to make sure they're nowhere near you. And you do what you did in Iraq with Donald Trump, where you bomb them with their with their nice little tunnels two miles deep, and you try to just put them into the holes and into the caves, and you make sure that they're nowhere near you, so you have plenty of time to get anybody who is an ally to the United States out of the country and that way none of them are end up left uh, they're not left there to just die or left there to survive on their own or you're just watching people get murdered you're watching some type of humans uh, human rights violation happen in Afghanistan because terrorists take over we could have avoided that but oh no the Trump administration tied our hands there's nothing else we could do and this was the best possible outcome give me a break the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Our fearless leader speaking earlier today, talking about the ending of the 20 year war in Afghanistan. Their recommendation was that the safest way to secure the passage of the remaining Americans and others out of the country was not to continue with 6,000 troops on the ground in harm's way in Kabul, but rather to get them out through non-military means. In the 17 days that we operated in Kabul, after the Taliban seized power, we engaged in an around-the-clock effort to provide every American the opportunity to leave. Our State Department was working 24-7 contacting and talking, and in some cases, walking Americans into the airport. Again, more than 5,500 Americans were airlifted out. And for those who remain, we will make arrangements to get them out if they so choose. We'll get them out if they so choose. A show of hands again, anybody, an American that actually wants to be there right now when the Taliban, according to Joe Biden and ISIS, not just ISIS, but ISIS-K, it's like the Delta variant. It's a new variant of ISIS. They're out there, the new terrorist variant that's out trying to take over the country. They're working cahoots with the new government. They're beheading women. They're not allowing women to actually be out in the streets without a man. They're going back to the Sharia law. They're de- they're literally just killing anyone that actually worked with the Americans in any way, shape, or form right after literally the same evening that they went on a press conference and said, oh, we will not do that. We'll not actually harm any women uh, in our country. We'll not actually harm anybody that fought against us. We will show forgiveness. But yet they haven't at all. And then they, of course, bombed the airport while the Taliban is actually trying to be our security for the airport, which I find kind of interesting. So lies, lies, and more lies. And while they're trying to hype themselves up for all the great work that they've actually done, it's pathetic because this could have been done way easier, way more covert, and actually get people out. You keep the military presence there. Again, you don't remove the military defense walls until everybody else is out, and then you remove them. That's the purpose of the military. So that's why we botched this when you started leaving all the military guys first. Then you're like, oh, if you want to come, then you got to just try and get through the Taliban security. Because that makes a whole lot of sense. But I love when he starts getting a little defensive and he starts raising his voice and he starts getting just a little bit, you know, poofing up just a bit there. Did you notice that if you watched it and just listening to him, he tries to actually raise his voice a little bit like he's actually halfway paying attention, not looking at his watch like he did when, you know, the corpses were coming back and showing respect. And he said they're waiting, just waiting for the time to come down so that way he could leave. You know, the guy that really cares, really cares about the American troops. And, of course, he's got to talk about Bo and his son and how great his son is. Not Hunter, because obviously there's not a lot of success to talk about there. But he tries to talk about how great his son Bo is and, of course, changes the topic. So, I mean, I love it, though, when he tries to poof himself up and just make him sound like he has some sort of authority. To those who wish America harm, to those who engage in terrorism against us or our allies, know this. The United States will never rest. 
We will not forgive. We will not forget. We'll hunt you down to the ends of the earth, and we will. you will pay the ultimate price. Will you now? Because I thought we were leaving the country. If that was the case, then we would be actually invading right now for them just killing 12 military soldiers and all the people that helped us out. I, I thought we were leaving. I'm sorry. Did I miss something here? I thought we were pulling out and leaving. We weren't actually helping them. And what he means by being tough, like he puffed up there a little bit and pointing, and uh, we're going to get you bad guys. When George W. Bush ended up doing that, we went to war. And whether people agreed or disagreed with the war, that's what we did. We went to war and we ended up bombing individuals. And we had a, you know, the war in Iraq, and then we had the war on terror that expanded out to Iran and Afghanistan and all the other places around there. And unfortunately, it's lasted as long as it has. And did it need to? I don't know that it did. I think most people concur that we need to get out and we need to not allow that to happen. At the same time, you do it again, as we mentioned on a uh, in a previous and a proper manner. But you can't threaten them and say we're going to come after you when you're literally not going to do anything. But by golly, Joe Biden's holding that big stick, right? Joe Biden holding that big stick. He's going to come after those bad guys. Yeah, I'm sure. Sheriff Richard Mack, he'll be joining us here after the bottom of the hour, right around the corner. It's a post-Monday celebration. We've got a lot to get to here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Great to have you along for the ride. Appreciate you very much on a post-Monday celebration. Uh, Lots going on right now as we get everything around here so i had a couple uh, connection issues with some of our guests and actually we have two on the line right now so we're gonna kind of bounce around but uh appreciate you hanging out with us today on the voice of reason for a tuesday radio tv live streaming podcast and what you're all about baby we just try to cram 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time you can find us on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, Instagram, ourfreedombook.com, TikTok. I think I think that's all of them. Also on the website at hoosierreason.com as well. Uh, all right. I want to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, we did play the interview. Or we played some of the clips from Joe Biden. Not the interview because he didn't take any Q&A. I've never seen a president go you know, 20 years of a war and then end the war and then just 
like walk off stage. I don't get that. Doesn't make any sense to me. I did find it entertaining though with him trying to puff up just a little bit. To those who wish America harm, to those who engage in terrorism against us or our allies, know this. The United States will never rest. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We'll hunt you down to the ends of the earth and we will <laughs> you will pay the ultimate price. Yeah, that big stick, right? To heed the yeah. timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. <laughs> uh, might be calling Barack Obama in for those big guns. Nonetheless, I want to shift gears a little bit and get into what's trending. What's trending today? So we have a couple guests on the line, and we'll try and get both of them in here. I think one of them we're going to try and see if we can't uh, rearrange as well a little bit here. But super excited to have on the program with us right now as we talk about constitutional law in the country and trying to actually get things back on track here. And I mean, we can talk about Afghanistan all we want to, but it's a little difficult to try and change things over there with the administration that we have right now. So what can we do on the home front? Because politics is coming back down to the home front and... Uh, that's what we have to focus on. As obviously, with COVID, we have school boards, we have city councils, we have county commissions. So, and then of course, then we see the attack on law enforcement every day that just breaks my heart and drives me nuts. So, on the line with us, he's with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Super excited to have on the program with us here, Sheriff Richard Mack. With us, Sheriff, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Andy. Thanks so much for having me. I hey, appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you very much coming on the program. Uh, this is. I'm glad that we're talking about this because, first off, it's it's a controversial thing, apparently, and not a popular thing to mention the Constitution, but the fact that law enforcement is wanting to promote constitutional values, mind-blown, right? Like, this is a—you guys are just rocking the boat here. Yes, it's a very encouraging. It's, it's really sad, though, to that to wake up all—or uh, a good part of our nation's police officers— uh, to our awful situation uh, that obviously uh, Joe Biden just demonstrated to all of us. And if Joe Biden really wanted to go after them and not forgive and not forget, then why didn't he just stay there and finish the job <laughs> instead of strengthening uh, all, uh, the Taliban? Uh, but be that as it may, he, he, he's really not with it. He, if it wasn't for teleprompters, he wouldn't even be a president. Uh, he wouldn't be able to condu- uh, conduct any of these uh, press releases uh, or press conferences, but uh, it ties right in to what we are doing at the CSPOA, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, because it's obvious there is not going to be a restoration of liberty or the Constitution in Washington, D.C. Another place that seems very obvious is school boards, and mm. it's. Uh, I, I want to ask every school board member and every teacher and pretty much everybody in government, but especially those who were pushing this socialist agenda and this anti-constitution and anti-liberty agenda in the school boards. Which message do you want to teach and send to our children? You have children. Most of you have children that are on the school boards. Do you want them to really believe that government can do anything to us that they want? They can force us to wear a diaper on our face. They can shut down churches, arrest people for not wearing said diaper, arrest people for going to church, arrest people for arrest ministers for conducting church, yeah. shut down our stores and restaurants, shut down our liberty. Or do you want to send this message to our children? My dear children and my dear friends, 
We have a problem going on in our country. We have rough times going on. And we ask all of your cooperation, but we will not shut down civil rights that we fought so long and hard with Martin Luther King. We will not destroy what he built. We will not destroy the progress we made in restoring liberty to America that happened during the civil rights movement. We will not be found destroying civil rights and liberty all in the name of protecting you from a, from a disease. We will not do this to any of you and then tell you it's for your own good. Yeah. Uh, I really am afraid of the message that school boards and others that are promoting this kind of message that they're sending to our children. It's been an and ongoing we battle. We, we do need to back up. We need to, we need to battle this left and right because this has been ongoing for a long time outside of the conversations we used to have about education where it was just the diminishing of quality of education. The answer is getting easier us finding newer ways to actually present things to the kids to where, you know, it wasn't as challenging back, you know, as it was back in the day. I mean, that's been an issue just on the, the curriculum of school, but now it's been taken to, Almost what we've been battling and talking about in the court system for a while, isn't it? Where it's no longer just the, we're going to teach you the information, but now it's, we have an agenda behind it. So we're only going to teach you certain things. And we see that with the critical race theory coming out now, or the project, the 1619 project that's, that's coming out or the victimization or the participation trophy. And, and now we see just an agenda coming through to children to where we don't see a respect for elders, we don't see a respect for the American flag, we don't see a respect for law enforcement in any way, shape, or form in many communities. And it breaks my heart because this is the fabric of society, and it's getting torn in front of our eyes. And the only way we get back to it, at least in my opinion, is we start focusing on that local, bringing the education back into the home instead of just pawning it off and outsourcing it to the public education system and actually trying to change things on the local level. That's the only chance we have left is at the local level. And we train sheriffs and we, the people in his community, and every peace officer, patrol officer, cop, detective, and chief of police, Mm. we just ask them to consider one thing. You took an oath of office when you took your job. You promised, in God's name, to uphold and defend the Constitution. My question is, when are we going to start doing that? And let's get together and unite in this holy cause of liberty so that we can restore America one county at a time. I like that. I'm into that. We're talking with Sheriff Richard Mack uh, with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. You can find them online, cspoa.org. Talk about from your perspective and from different law enforcement that you've heard from around the country with some of these, for example, say mask mandates or vaccine mandates, you know, but over the last year, really with the masks of needing to walk out in public with the mask and here in the Wichita area where I'm based out of with my flagship, I mean, we had our city council and county commission even open up a hotline to where if you found a business that wasn't enforcing the mask mandate, then you could call the snitch line and report it to law enforcement and we'll find you. And I mean, that's... Well, <laughs> uh, that's uh, the, we had that we had these different lines to where we could call the city officials, call law enforcement, and have them come and educate and provide the resources, or even fine or shut down these businesses if you don't abide by our rules. How many law enforcement actually openly, avidly wanted to go and actually enforce those laws? Uh, not many, uh, not many, and and some did here and there. Sheriff Cronister in Florida arrested a minister for having church. But uh, for the most part, the sheriffs across the country said, we're not the mask police. Uh, we don't believe in this. Um, maybe, maybe mask help. Maybe they don't. 
The vaccine might be valid, maybe not. But I know one thing. I don't, I don't arrest people just for not wearing a mask. And this is a, a personal choice. And health choices belong to the individual because this is America and liberty comes first. Yeah. Not COVID restrictions, not mandates. Mandates are not laws. Mandates come, those are orders from dictators. Mandates are not law. And as law enforcement officers, we have no business enforcing something if it's not the law. That's very true, and people don't remind. Uh, people need to be reminded of that. Sometimes they forget that a mandate is not a law, as you mentioned. So, and yeah. they've, uh, that was the big discussion for some local, I think, officials all over the country as well. We could pass these mandates, but law enforcement can't do anything about it because it's not a law. So, is it worth even passing? Well, they're not, and and I would say even if it did become legislation, that we would still have to stand against it because. Uh, that's what the founding fathers said in the Declaration of Independence is pretend legislation. Yeah. And so it's time to get back to the the real law of the land, and that's the Bill of Rights. And we need to unite as law enforcement and as a people and country within those principles as established that we're the bulwark uh-huh. of liberty. And yeah. if we leave the Bill of Rights, we leave America. It's sad. In about in about twenty seconds, we have to take a break here and let you go. But do you think that we're getting back to that? Are are enough people waking up right now, especially with what's happened over the last year? Are they waking up um, up enough to realize the rights we have to get back to constitutional values, get back to the Bill of Rights, and actually get back to the rule of law? I'm really encouraged by it, but it's not enough yet. It's not enough yet. Well, hopefully, we can wake more people up. Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, is the website. You can go and check those guys out. Sheriff Richard Mack. Sheriff, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. Keep up the fight on your end. We'd love to get you back on the show again real soon. Thanks much. Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Appreciate that very much. All right, we'll take a break. Lots more to get to as we wrap up the show today for a post Monday celebration. Had another guest on. Uh, I think we had a scheduling issue where we may have had it on the wrong scheduling dates. We'll see if we can't get that, or we'll get him rescheduled for another day or two. Because why? We'll just do as much as we possibly can in our hour here together, hanging out. That's what we do. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Wrapping up the program. Just a few minutes left here on the show. Thanks for hanging out as you do every single day. Thanks again to Sheriff Richard Mack coming on the program. I love it. More organizations, more associations, more individuals. Just you and me, the Joe Schmoes, realizing that the politics coming back down to the local level is, I don't know, kind of an important thing for us to do. For us to focus on when we start focusing on our school, our education. I'm telling you, I, I have gotten to the point in my life, and I'm 32 years old for all the new listeners out there. What? He's a millennial. Yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm young. I'm a rebel, I guess. I don't know. I've been said that I've been told that my entire life. <laughs> you're a rebel. Yeah, you just you're a punk kid. You just want to rebel and fight against everything we say. Well, you know what? If I see something odd with it, either explain it to you to where it makes sense, or the hell out of my way and let me do my thing kind of the way I like to live. So nonetheless, I, I mean, it's got to make sense. You got to question everything because you can't just go on the assumption of, well, I told you to, therefore, because that just doesn't work because we get into a habit and after generations of doing that, then we forget about why we're doing it. It's just a tradition and just the way we do things when we need to question on why is it even relevant in today's time? So let's question it and say, do, do we really need this? Do we really need to do this? I'm sure that we could look at the federal budget and do a lot of that. Do, it. do we really need to do this now? This project's been done for 50 years and it hasn't worked. Do we really need to keep spending money on this program? Now, if you say that to the left side of the aisle, ho, ho, I don't know. Kind of like what happened in Afghanistan. I did love how the Biden administration, as they're trying to pass $4.5 trillion of federal funding, as in a $3.5 trillion budget, they have a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that they're trying to work on right now. I mean, that just blows the amount of money that we spent in Afghanistan and the war on terror out of the water. But yet, all of a sudden now, apparently finances are a big issue. When I was running for president, I made a commitment to the American people that I would end this war. Today, I've honored that commitment. It was time to be honest with the American people again. We no longer had a clear purpose in an open-ended mission in Afghanistan. After 20 years of war in Afghanistan, I refused to send another generation of America's sons and daughters to fight a war that should have ended long ago. I want to stop right there real quick, and then it gets into the finance part of it. But I do find intriguing where he's about trying to save lives here when obviously he killed people with the disastrous pullout of the Afghanistan war. But at the same time, I don't know what war is going to be coming because obviously we don't know the future. But if you give the terrorists an entire country and a buttload of actual military artillery and you know, Black Hawk helicopters and tanks and jeeps and firearms and everything, I'm pretty sure you just armed your enemy for a future war. Maybe, hopefully, we don't have to get into another future world. I'm just throwing it out there that if you give them the arson, they're probably going to find a way to use it. So um, you, you kind of did, Joe. You kind of did just start another war that our young generations are going to have to deal with later on. 
After more than $2 trillion spent in Afghanistan, a cost that researchers at Brown University estimated would be over $300 million a day for 20 years in Afghanistan, for two decades. Yes, the American people should hear this. $300 million a day for two decades. You take the number of $1 trillion, as many say, that's still $150 million a day for two decades. Okay, so it's a lot of money, and you don't even have your numbers accurate because you don't know whether it's $1 trillion or $2 trillion over the last 20 years. But regardless, I'd like to remind you that just let's just say for easy numbers right now, the $1 trillion is the exact same you want to spend in a single package in infrastructure here in the country that's going to be disastrous because only four, three hundred to $400 billion of that's actually going towards infrastructure the other stuff's going to cleaning up energy and you know doing alternative energy stuff and doing green new deal garbage and trying to rebuild buildings and trying to get green vehicles and electric vehicles and that has nothing to do with infrastructure but you want to spend it's okay to spend 1.2 trillion dollars on socialist garbage but you know on safety of the country and and i'm not saying we again we should have been there the whole 20 years i think that has been a little ridiculous but now all of a sudden finances matter we have a $3.5 trillion federal budget that's an absolute disaster that's a nothing but a massive socialist takeover in this country. You're fine with that, but a trillion dollars over the last 20 years, now that's an issue. That's a financial concern. I love the hypocrisy of the left. Absolutely love it. This is why people are sick of it. They want to come back down to the home level. If they're going to give us the money, let's manage it properly in our school boards at the local level let's handle it at the city council at the local level responsibly let's use it at the county commission responsibly at the local level all over the country and when we start weaning ourselves off that federal aid they don't know where else to put that money because we're going to be doing things on our own we're going to be on autopilot we're going to be self-sufficient and we can tell the government to stick it to send that money back to us because they don't need all that cash when no more states are actually needing it and desperate to get it from the federal government we can do that but it's going to take you and i to make that happen podcast up in a little bit i'm andy hoosier this is the voice of reason we'll see you on the radio tomorrow hey it's andy hoosier while you listen to the delightful broadcast of the voice of reason don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites whether you're using facebook youtube twitter minds.com or instagram we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.